Marky Monday has a great show. Marky Monday, this is my show. It's called Marky Mondays. Marky Monday has a great show. It's Marky Monday, Marky Monday. Welcome to the show now. Here we go. Welcome to episode number six of the Marky Monday Show. I am your host, Marky Monday, and I'm very excited for this program today. We've got a lot of shows coming up, too. Uh, we're playing uh, Marky Monday's Adventures in Dreamland. It's coming to Richmond Hill Saturday, April the 14th at Cosmo Music Hall. And uh, tickets are available online at MarkyMonday.com. And there's a lot going on in and around town, especially at Ovation. We're here live at Ovation with a live studio audience. Let's hear ya. And we're also joined by today, my man, Aaron Mommen. Hi, thanks for having me. Hey, how are you? I'm great. How old are you, Aaron? I'm currently 16. I'm turning 17 in three months, though. And you're taking a voiceover class, right? Yeah. So what makes you take a voiceover class? For the longest time, I've been really into like impressions and I like voice actors. I like learning about them and like and things like cartoons and all that. I also, a, a lot of people say I have a really good voice for radio. Mm. So I, I find it really interesting. So I don't know. I just want to be a voice actor when I you, grow up. You do, you do have a nice voice. It's, <laughs> it's deep. Yeah. It's a very deep voice. Thanks. Can you use that voice to give us some impressions? Um... Yeah, like one one impression I like to do, you know, uh, Joe from Family Guy. Yes. Yeah, I like to do that. Like, it's not perfect, and that's one reason why I wanted to come to this voice acting class to kind of be able to use my voice more effectively and learn how to use it more effectively, so I can get better at doing some of the voices I can do. Because like, I know I can do a lot of them, but I can't like I need to tweak it a little bit, right? So for Joe, it's like, hey, bitter, like that kind of thing. Can you do more of that? Um. Hey, Peter, you should make your house more wheelchair accessible. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Studio audience, did you like that impression? Yeah. I was very impressed. Nice. Thank you. All right. They're very impressed, yes. <laughs> Continue. Let's get, get us another one. Um, one I like to do, I like to do some Sesame Street characters. Ooh. And um, it's cool. So, like, one thing I've learned about that is that... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the guy who does, uh, who, who originally did Grover and Kermit, were, uh, his name was Frank Oz. Mm -hmm. He also did Yoda. So, like, you can, Help you, I can. Yeah, so you can kind of cheat and do all of those voices if you could do, if you could do one of them. Uh-huh. So, like, I like to do Grover. So, uh, one thing I do, he had a, there was a show called Super Grover. He would travel around the world and he would, he would talk about his favorite things. Mm -hmm. So, like, I would be like, that is my red is my favorite color. Mm. Like things like that. It also sounds a little bit like Cookie Monster. Yeah. So it's like um 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 mm, cookie. So. <laughs> yeah. You got it. You got other ones. You do. Do you have your own voices? Um. Not really my own. I'm not sure. I could do a few others. I could do Goofy. Oh, Goofy. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Like. Oh, <laughs> <Gosh. laughs> Hey there, Mickey. <laughs> That's a good one. 
Thanks. I can do giant banana. <laughs> hey, this is giant banana coming at you live on the Marky Monday show. <laughs> Yay! That's giant banana. Never heard of him. Never heard of giant banana? No. It's a character in Adventures in Dreamland. Marky Monday's Adventures in Dreamland. I gotta check that out. Yeah. Yeah, you should. Although you're a little older for it. Yeah. It's more like 10 and under kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you had a superpower, what would it be? I'd want the ability to read minds. Mm. Yeah. Because mm. I find that, like, I get stressed out in, this, in situations a lot with other people. Like, I, I, I can, I, I'm not good at reading situations, so I'm, I'm always thinking, like, oh, what did that person think about what I did just now or this or that? So I feel like being able to read minds would relieve a lot of stress in situations like that because I know what people are thinking. Yeah. So I can know how to improve or what not to do or what to do and whatever. Ah, so, now, would you specifically want to read everyone's mind or just certain people at certain times? I wouldn't want it to be like everyone. I could just hear everything always from everyone at the same time. That would be horrible. I'd want to be able to choose like, oh, now I'm going to listen to this person and hear what they're thinking or, you know. Ah. So. What do you think I'm thinking right now? I think you're trying to, I think you're thinking, you're hoping that we get through this interview well i, I was know. thinking my favorite color is orange actually i would have never guessed that because i don't have that power ah but that's you... why i wish i had it ah i see i see i see i see and uh, you have a role model yeah paul mccartney really i love him i love his music it paul really McCartney. it really it really inspires me with his music because there's so much of it that at least in my opinion i think is really good and he's just so talented and he and he's done so much with his music and tried so many different things and whenever I'm like feeling sad, I, I like to listen to it and it makes me feel better. And I, I don't know, it just kind of inspires me. It makes me feel like I could do things like that. I can work towards something like that. That's interesting because Paul McCartney was more popular in the 60s and 70s, well yeah. before you were born. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. So how did you get introduced to Paul McCartney? Through your parents? No, you know, it's funny. A lot of people my age or older, like, they listen to that kind of music. Like, oh, my parents would put it on in the, the car or whatever. But, like, my parents were not like that. They didn't listen to that kind of music. I don't know how. I kind of just, I, I might have heard it here and there, and I kind of just got myself into it. I played a lot of, uh, you know, rock band. Mm -hmm. I played yes. that when I was a kid, and I think that's what kind of sparked that. Oh, interest. there were some Beatles songs on rock band? Um, there, yeah, there, there, well, there was Beatles rock band. They had their own game mm -hmm. and I had a few of the different rock band games. So I kind of started liking rock and like classic rock music like that oh, from those games. Awesome. Yeah. So you chose today a classic rock song. Yeah, I did. Mm -hmm. Tell I, us about it. I chose Fool in the Rain by Led Zeppelin. I really like Led Zeppelin. They're one of my favorite bands. I think their music's really interesting because they, they always talk about like, like either like about like girls and love and stuff like that, but they also talk about like very like epic things and like they tell stories and stuff with their music, mm -hmm. which I think is cool. But I like Fool in the Rain a lot because it, it more it's more just like a not like a love story, but it's just about liking a girl and it's describing how that like the singer or whoever love like loves the the other person, and it's a more upbeat and happy song unlike a lot of their other songs, but it, but it's also really catchy. And I just like the words. I like how they describe certain things in it and how they feel. Yeah, so what are they talking about in Fool in the Rain? So he, in Fool in the Rain, he's talking about how he like loves a person and he wants to be with them. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So 
Here's Fool on the Rain on the Marky Monday Show.
There's Led Zeppelin on the Marky Monday show, Fool in the Rain. I am Marky Monday, joined by Aaron, my man, Mammon. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people make fun of my last name. <laughs> I like your last name. I like it too. I don't have a problem with it. People say like, because it's Mammon. A lot of people say like, my man or yeah, some people. Yeah, uh, what nationality is that? Um, It's like, I'm not 100% sure. It's a... Uh, I know my parents are both Israeli. Mm-hmm. My mom's Polish. My dad's M- Moroccan. Mm-hmm. So I think it's Moroccan. So yeah. here, uh, this we're at Ovation, Ovation Studios. I just said um, by the way. I said uh, actually. And we're talking about speech crutches because this is voiceover class, speech crutches. And you, Aaron, just went oh Yeah. So tell me, what is a speech crutch? It's when you are trying to talk and you can't think of what to say or you, you try to fill in the gaps of silence or when you're thinking with things like um or like or hmm or yes, just things that don't crutches. matter to how you're trying to talk. Speech crutches, yes. So we have a list of speech crutches over here. And would somebody, actually studio audience, just uh, say, uh, say out loud all the speech crutches. <laughs> That's it's a lot of speech list. crutches. Really a lot of speech crutches. They yeah. did their homework on this. And what's interesting is they've been keeping track of speech crutches this whole broadcast. Mm-hmm. So we've got, Aaron, you've said 15 crutches. I'm not proud of it. And I've said five. Now the studio audience has been saying speech crutches too, but they haven't even really been talking that much. So it's really not that fair at this point. But as time moves forward, I think we'll be saying a lot more. The other people will. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Does it make you think a lot more? Definitely, because I'm, I'm very aware of some of the speech crutches I use. I know I, I was just about to use it as I was explaining. I use the word like a lot mm. when I'm trying to think. And, and I, I'm very aware of it, so it really bothers me when I do. I think... Now... Aaron, you just got another mark on the board, but that oh, one doesn't I? count because he was using it in a sentence. Oh, he used ah, ah, ah. I didn't even realize that one just slipped right by me. So you weren't here for class two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and in the class we were talking about how to eliminate a speech crutch. So I think uh, Natan Perlman. Pearl man, he's going to come over to the microphone. He's going to use Aaron's microphone for a second. And Natan is going to tell us how to get rid of a speech crutch. Hello, these are the four steps to removing a speech crutch. Step one is be aware of the crutch when you have said it. The second step to removing a crutch is don't beat yourself up because it could spiral to mental health problems (laughs) the third step is learn to catch it before it happens and the fourth and final step is replace this crutch with sometimes an awkward but not typically uh just a silence silence yes good so let's go through each point so can can you give that to aaron now and we'll talk a little bit more about speech crutches. So what was step one again there, Aaron? Be aware of when you have said crutch. Oh, well, hold on. We have, we have a raised hand from our studio audience. Mm-hmm. Yes, pineapple. Okay, my big fat crutch 
Uh, come closer to the microphones and, and say it loud, girl. Our speech crutches bad. Our speech crutches bad. Hmm. That's a good question. Aaron, what do you think? Our speech crutches bad. It kind of depends. I mean, most of the time they are because it could always just become a bad habit. And then it's harder to get rid of when you need to get rid of them. But if you're talking to just your friends very casually, it's not the biggest deal. And nobody's going to really care. But if you're trying to do something important, like let's say you're on a radio show mm-hmm. or something like that, you're trying to talk more seriously or just have a more formal conversation, then it, it might be an issue. So Especially at like interviews, like job interviews and things like that. They, they might notice it. Pineapple, if I was the president of the United States or the prime minister of Canada and I came up to you and I was like totally like talking like this and uh I was at the mall the other day and I was like am I really a great president of the United States or prime minister of Canada not really really. it's good to be able to speak appropriately we have another raised hand here in the studio audience Natan Yes? The studio audience is taking over. Hmm. Um, I would like to point out that when you were um, using those crutches... What, did you just say, young man? You just said, um. Uh Uh-oh. When you were using the crutches, for an example, you were using an up inflection. That's right. I did use an up inflection, which is different. Mm -hmm. Yes. I I was actually putting emphasis and using up inflections like a valley girl just to be like that. But I didn't have to. You are correct, Natan. Thank you. So, back to you, my friend. Aaron, what was that first step? Be aware of when you have said crutch. Yes, so the said crutch, again, the studio audience, go through them quickly. Yell them. Go. Here are all the crutches. Wait, 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 wait. Here are all the crutches as said by the studio audience at Ovation Performing Arts Studio. Go. Light on off. Actually, literally, a totally so. That's a lot of speech crutches. Yeah. Hopefully you don't you don't have all of those. And no nobody on this planet has all of those speech crutches. I hope not. No. No, it's impossible. But you have one or two. Yeah. People always do. And a lot of them are like Mine apparently is so. I've said eight speech crutches so far. I didn't even realize that. So this is a good board to have. Okay, so the first step is realizing when you say it. Yes? Yeah. Okay, what's step two? Step two, don't beat yourself up. You'll get depressed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just the fact that you even recognized it is great. You should be joyful because if you've realized, oh, I just said like again. Well, that's the first step. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what's the third step? Learn to catch the crutch before it happens. Mm, mm-hmm. So rather than say it, now you're thinking about it. So in your head, you were just about to say it, but you didn't say it. You've caught it. Good. And mm-hmm. the last step? Replace the crutch with awkward silence. Or quote unquote awkward. It's never awkward. You can just pause. Nothing wrong with that. That's Nothing fair. wrong with that. It's magical. It's magical, Aaron, just like dairy. Dairy is magic on the Marky Monday show.
magic Magical dairy Dairy is magic Magical dairy Dairy is magic Many people think that eggs come from chickens But that's only partially true Cause at the grocery store the eggs are with the dairy And the cows are laying eggs Monday show epinode, 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 episode number six here with Aaron, my man, mammon, 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 like salmon, yeah, mammon, yeah, my man, (laughs) mammon, or that, I like that, whatever works, so what's your greatest accomplishment to date there, some things, um, in terms of greatest accomplishment, I think they revolve around like fitness or exercise because mm-hmm. I think that's where I shine the most. Like uh, one thing I'm really proud of is I, I managed to bench press my own weight. Yeah. Big boy. That's something I work towards. How, how, how much do you weigh? I am right now I'm like 190. You're 190? Yeah. Wow. I'm 160. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're yeah. 30 pounds heavier. <laughs> You're yeah. one wow, Mister Buck ninety. Have yeah. you ever been two hundred? I was. I actually at one point in May I was almost two twenty. Really? Yeah, and then I started working out. I lost a lot of weight. You lost thirty pounds. Yep. Woo! Since May. Wow. And I'm still working, trying to lose more weight. Yeah. So. Why? What's your goal weight? I want to be around one eighty. I don't want to go too low because I'm also trying to gain muscle. So I don't want to. Again, yeah. muscle weighs more than fat, so I want to also gain muscle. Yeah, so I don't be too low. But fat can turn into muscle, which is really nice. So if you have it, then you can turn it. I've actually in my fitness class, I learned that that's a myth. You can't turn it directly into muscle. You yeah. have to lose fat, and then you have to gain muscle. It's different. Oh, is that so? Yeah. Ah, yeah. Really? Uh huh. Tell me more. 
So, you know, it's I don't really pay attention that much, but from what I understood, it's they're two different processes, and I can't for the life of me remember the names of like the different things. But um, fat gaining and fat burning. Well, yeah, you, muscle gaining and muscle loss. I guess yeah. I was yes. thinking more technically, like the chemical reactions and things. But uh, yeah, so losing losing or gaining muscle and losing or gaining fat don't actually relate to each other in any way. They're two different processes in the body. So you can you can lose like you can lose fat and gain muscle at the same time, or you can or vice versa. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Hey, Aaron, thanks so much for being on the program. Yeah, th- thank you for having me. It went by fast, didn't it? Yeah, it yeah, was really yeah. fast. It's a fast program. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Marky Monday Show, a fast, entertaining program. Studio audience at Ovation, thank you. I'm Marky Monday. Until next time, hasta Luigi. Marky Monday has a great show. Marky Monday, this is my show. It's called Marky Mondays. Marky Monday has a great show. It's Marky Monday, Marky Monday.